1: Hi folks, see I've changed my approach, it's no good morning, it's no good afternoon, it's no good evening, I've played it safe, in case it gives out whatever time, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to Battlefield <laughs> Podcast, <laughs> the big match preview that we're doing today uh, in regards to St Johnston, mm-hmm. I'm joined by the Walter Smith and Archie Knoxville Podcast, first of all, Mr Paul sees.
0: hello,
1: oh, how are we doing Paul? I'm
0: alright, thanks yourself?
1: Not bad mate, not bad, bad?
0: <laughs> ah, good morning mate, how's it going? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not bad, mate. Not bad. <laughs> did you see? Did you, say, Baz you did,
0: did you see? Did you see? Yeah? Alright, I thought I did that you... I was just sitting daydreaming. <laughs> I thought it was like, Baz, I'm on. It's me. It's me. Hi, good morning. <laughs> or good afternoon.
1: How's it Can going? You hear my got... Sound production yeah. behind them. A delight, one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I <I've> just <laughs> seen my sound <laughs> engineer go. Hi, speaking to you. He's speaking to you. Hi, <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thanks very much for having me on. As always. No, not,
1: not a problem mate, not a problem. Now we're doing this podcast and really at any minute because the Scottish Government and the football authorities are meeting so at any minute it could be pointless, rendered absolute pointless because it's... The games could get cancelled, they're talking about the latest rumours is two rounds of fixtures being cancelled and then allowing them to play in the Champions League qualifier which is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially when the other ones are uh, fucked up.
0: Uh, you know, so, yeah.
1: God in heaven. Mad, mad, mad. So this could be pointless, but anyway, we'll we'll crack on and see how it goes. I want to touch a wee bit on St Mirren first before we move on to St Johnston. So obviously 3-0, comprehensive, comfortable, confident, Buffalo is back uh, result on on Sunday. There was no sweat really involved. I thought Rangers got the three points without really getting out of second gear to be quite honest with you you know what I mean we could have stepped up a wee bit and hopefully got another couple of goals in there but wasn't it a B as I said positives to take for it is Alfredo Morelos forcing the issue for the first goal um, in, in an own goal and then obviously um, scoring to himself now I said on Twitter before I think it was when he had the chance where he kind of spinned in the box and had it and Jack Anik who made it kind of respectable for St Myrne, had a great save I said he looked in the mood, he looked as if he was ready to shut a few people up, to be honest, and I think the wee man's done that, and we, we, we called it, guys, we said that he would start on Sunday, you know, I mean, we did say that if he was still at the club. Paul, before we really kind of get into the St Mirren game, what was your thoughts just overall in the, in the 90 minutes that, that took place?
2: I thought, it was, I thought I wouldn't say it was completely easy street. The uh, St. so sort of, uh, made the first half especially difficult with the way they sat and defended. You know, yeah. it was it was the usual um, nine-one formation from them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but uh, I thought overall it was a, a professional performance. And as you say, we, second or third gear, we really didn't get out of. They um, didn't really have to to go that extra mile. Uh, but I thought, I just say, but right, Alfie, I thought he. Uh, he, he sort of uh, took the game. By the, by the scruff in the neck. you could see, he was coming deep to collect balls, uh, laying things off. being mean, a really decent target man. I mean, he could he could have had five or five or six goals uh, apart from some sort of good saves by Anik, um some some wide shots and some good blocks and things like that. But no, I thought that overall, um, some of that is very professional performance, job done. Three points. Thank you very much,
0: Baz.
1: What was your thoughts on Sunday?
0: Aye, I mean we did call it. We mm. did say if Alfredo was still here; he would start. but Like you say, it would just have caused a media circus if it didn't start, and uh, a lot of a lot of nonsense, a lot of speculation. Uh, if you look at the the four goals that have been scored so far this season in the two games, Alfredo Morelos has been involved in every single goal. The assist, we can't. Although it was an OG, it was someone put the ball in, and of course he's in two goals. Now we all knew the recent Murmer were going to set up; they were going to sit deep last season. We kinda of struggled to break teams like down a wee bit, but if you look at this season we, we took our time and we found our openings and, and we took advantage of it. So overall I, I think it was a really good a really good performance for the team. Another clean sheet which is very important. I thought it was I think I said that in one podcast it was gonna be two 0 and I think I said the next one it was gonna be three 0 So did you call it? <laughs> you going I got one of them right, and we'll just delete whatever one I, I got right. Uh, I thought Alfredo Morelos' performance was particularly good. Now, I mean, we all, everybody's saying he had a poor game against Bayer Leverkusen, which you could argue he did, but again, you can also turn around and say maybe the they centre-backs just did an incredible job in nullifying them and, you know, keeping them out of the game. So, you, you know, there's two sides to the story. Did he have a bad game at Bayer Leverkusen and centre-backs just... Play particularly well and never really let them get involved in the game. So you need to give him a bit of credit as well. But that was a really good three points won. And uh, moving on to the next one, I I, th- I thought it, overall it was a good team performance.
1: Obviously, when I we was talking about Bayer Leverkusen again, there you could pick any one of the Rangers players really apart from maybe like the defence, particularly the two centre halves, and obviously McGregor, the goalkeeper. It really nipped. had a good game in a Rangers jersey that night either. You know, we were, I just mm-hmm. think we were kind of job. This is finished, lads. Let's just go and thank fuck because mm-hmm. did you did see Inter Milan last night. Jesus Christ, man! I
2: no oh,
1: mean, they were terrific. <laughs> so, so I think we've dodged that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But obviously, <laughs> I, I noticed a wee bit on the Milan game with Rangers. Kind of, I don't know if we kind of changed the formation a wee bit. We went the, the kind of more like a four-two-three-one, bringing Haji into that mm-hmm. ten role and pushing Aribo kind of further forward, but out wide. I don't know if it suited Aribo entirely, you know, because I, I think a lot of his good work in pre-season has been done running with the ball from the centre of the park, breaking forward at pace. And he's all arms and legs, you know, he's gangly, he's strong on the ball. Um, and I think we can, uh, we can uh, maybe, I don't know, we can attempt uh, his performance a wee bit, but obviously we started with McLaughlin and goal, Tavernier, Goldson, Hadji, Jack, Kent, Rebo Kamara, Morelos, Balogun, and Barisic, and probably outside McGregor, being back into that team, and Obviously, we've not seen much of the you guys, but you'd probably say that's close to being Rangers' strongest 11 so far, Paul.
2: I quite agree with that, probably is yes. Like okay. stick shagger back in goals, and I think that is just, you know, just starting 11 right there. Um, uh, I think we're going back to what I talked about Aribo just a second. Um, yeah, I, quite agree with you. I think maybe. Maybe they uh, have uh, stuck him sort of a slightly wider role to maybe uh, sort of confuse uh, Saint Marin, or maybe yeah. try and break break them down on the on the flanks um, because they've seen how he played uh, in the pre-season. Because don't forget the Scottish teams they do a chunky like narrow, trying, trying to go through the middle. Yeah. So if we so if we were thinking is get wide and try and try and do it that way, it didn't quite work. I mean, it's some he's some beautiful touches and he's. His pass through for the third goal to Barisic was yes. think, a beauty, really. Just he really looked up and bent the bent, bent, bent the ball on the defenders and it was just bent in space, is beautiful. Um but yeah, I think uh I, 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 I was right and uh, you're, you're starting eleven. Um and goals, that is probably is our, our strongest one. And unless we get more bodies in the door or people go out, that's pretty much how it's gonna be.
1: Yeah. But I think we had it's you. Higher. Obviously, looking at the notes that I've got here, Hadji moving in one we said me me, Andrew and Callum have both kind of, well, have kind of spoke about this. Having Haji in just behind Morelos as his best position. I th- think the wee man started, he was in pre-season pretty, his form pre seasons pretty good. I think he started the league maybe kind of slow, I don't know if maybe the speed of the games has got, got him a wee bit again. Yeah. Um, Again, he had another couple of chances in Saturday, and he's kind of snatched them a wee bit. Would you make a Hat at, at the start of this? He's also only two games in at early doors, but
0: you would, I, you would usually I expect did, him to
1: bury a couple of ones. Like the one, the one he turned in the box. He's he not
0: the, the best start. I mean, but there's massive expectations and a big weight on his shoulders, Not everybody's expecting, you know, mm. an absolute wonder kid, and everybody expects him to be burying every shot. and you know, it's going to take time. So I know he's already been here last season as well, so, you know, the argument about, oh, he needs to be into the team isn't quite there because he knows the team, he knows the, the league, he knows the football here. So, he is expected to hit the ground running. It's so, Like I say, it's only two games into the season and I fully expect him to start, you know, getting goals and stuff like that. But aye, a couple of these shots that you, you definitely would have thought would have buried him. But like I say, two games in, you know, I, I won't I give the guy too much stick just yet.
1: We've also spoke, Baz, um, with we, we Callum, about Rangers being better for set-pieces. I think that's a, an area of our game that we have to improve. Now, we've seen Calvin Barsi against Hamilton score in the first game of pre-season, really. Connor Goulton at Coventry, Morelos on Saturday. The first goal as well came from a corner. Uh, Borna sw- 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 swings the ball in. There's a kind of Tav shooting, Ryan Jack shooting, ricocheting back, and then eventually it finds its way to Morelos, who and I can't remember who it was. I think it was Neil McCann who said on Rangers TV that a striker being in that position usually puts a great ball into the box because it's what they want. They know yeah. what they want. They know what type of ball they want. And it was what a wicked ball for Alfredo Morelos at pace. And I think, uh, Paul, you said Connor Garvey, was it? The, 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 the and McCarthy. Sit- McCarthy. The, McCarthy, the yeah. centre-half who turned the ball into his own net. Dream start really well. <sighs> to say dream start, it should probably have been about three or four up by that point, really, given the given the chances. But it's name other he Rangers deserved at that point.
0: I mean it was yeah. three now gone on six, really, because I mean Jack Anick probably had the game of his season. The gate sorry, the game of his career. So oh. he, he kept him in the game, made some uh, really good saves, and we were getting more chances, you know. So it's about it's about Take their chances and turn them into goals, and as the season progresses, we'll, we'll definitely do that. But Jack Anik had a, f- a fantastic game, so uh, it could have been it could have been easily more than three. I don't think that scoreline actually did the game justice in terms of you know how many shots we got in target. First half, I thought it was a wee bit slow, but as we as we get into the game and we started figuring out out to break them down, I found that we started getting more shots. And you know, you just need to persevere. And, you know, the, the shots will turn into goals. So yeah. we, we just took our time and and it, and it finally happened.
1: Yeah. yeah, Paul, would you make a, a Tavernier's volley? Oh, got in touch on Tavernier's volley.
0: Yeah, I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean, when the ball came out and I saw, him, I saw him sort of set myself up. I thought, no, he's not going to hit it first time, but he controlled it with his instep. He's right, like, Be- beautifully. You know, he just, i just, he, what I watched it again, and again the, um on the, the the highlights, you know, in different angles, and it's it's the way he controls it on his instep, and so sort of takes a step back, sets himself, and gets, so It actually can still. Over the ball as it drops, it would yeah. have been a stunning goal if it went in. It was just, it was right down Anik's throat, unfortunately. But it was a yep. hell of an effort, it really. Was
0: uh, I kind of reminded me the was it 2016? The what was the name of the cup final we played? Peter Heed was it petrol Fact? The Pedro uh, Cup. I'm pretty sure he scored a, a goal at like that. He was outside the box. I don't think he took the one touch to control it though. I think the ball came in and he just he just whacked it. But uh, it, it kind of yeah. yeah. remind, reminded me of that a wee bit.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's. I was actually and, and watching a game in real time. I was like, ah, what the fucking control the fucking ball, man. And then you see the highlights back. You go, no, he's actually meant that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that wasn't here for fuck's sake, Dave. He's actually meant that, you know. So obviously when in, I know. But going back to Aribo, we but I know Aribo further up the park. What did improve is the pressing game that Rangers had. I don't know how many times Aribo won the ball back in that kind of high wide right position mm. and was able to start an attack, you know, we probably should have capitalised on it a wee bit better, but that's where Aribo's strengths are for me, and sometimes as well, Hadji dropped deep, I mean, the first chance I think Morelos had, Hadji drops deep, plays a, a lovely ball in behind, Morelos gets on it, shoots across the goal, and obviously, uh, Jack Anik saved it, but that's, they two, interchanging every every game out of they two switching places all the time, do you know what I mean? Keep defenders guessing, keep the opposition guessing, yeah. You've, you've Gerrard allows that fluidity amongst there's his squad and he allows Hadji Eribo, Kent to have that week in a of, you know free roll if you like. Yeah. I'd like to see more of that, Paul. Absolutely, yeah. Because what you what you're doing is you say you're mixing
2: things up a little bit. Defenders don't know um whether to whether to mark the man or mark their position, uh, the position the the is coming yeah. in. Uh, Kent Kent may have, for example, Kent may have the ability to beat one guy, or uh but Hadji's not the ability to beat another guy, so they switch about all of a sudden. The, the way they play because it's totally different. Both players have got the ability to beat, to beat both guys. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. I think it's I think it's a good idea to switch around a little bit. Just and it, it confuses defenders. In fact, and it, and it disrupts their game plan because we know our game plan. They know that they know what they're supposed to do during the game. So and it, it's it, it's more about disruption than confusion. And I think it works beautifully.
1: Baz, as we're getting into the second half, sit man had a shout for apparently they say the edge of the box, just inside the box whatever your your opinions are on that um, <laughs> however, from from our point of view, you could see uh, Alfredo Morelos was really chat at the door, you know there was a couple again, he just missed the header uh, just before the, the corner basically, uh, where he scored for you. he was played in behind a couple of times you could see he was chapped the door, the only thing that I was worrying about was if he maybe got that desperate way and started shooting for like 50 yards, which he's prone to do sometimes, mm. Um but he did, he kept his, he kept his cool and what a ball in have uh, for the corner. Great delivery, excellent connection with Morelos and basically give the goal in no chance.
0: Aye, and you know, it's good. I'm glad he got his goal because obviously there's been a lot of stick. Um, you know, he's no scored since February or whatever. I know we've been on lockdown for a bit, but, you know, people like to point these things out and kind of ignore the, the, the sort of world we're living in at the moment. So I'm happy for him, you know, to, you know, get that goal and maybe this will him push on and, you know, start becoming that goal machine that he was uh, last season. So, uh, you know, to touch on the, the, the penalty claim, you know, uh, for me personally, the, the foul was committed and then the boy stepped inside the box. So for me, it wasn't yeah. a penalty. So that, that is that put to bed. But as far as Morelos is concerned, like, like I said earlier, there's been four goals so far this season. He's been involved in every single one of the goals. So people look at the score sheet, though. You know, pe- people just want to see goals, so although he's scored two goals, he's, he's been he's been involved in off So hopefully now he's going to push on, and and you know become the goal machine that we all know that we all know he is. And until I see an announcement for the club saying he's sold for 18 million, then I'm not going to buy into any speculation regarding oh he might be going here, going there, or he might not be starting or whatever. I'm not I'm not interested in any bullshit until I see it. For the club statement, I'm not even interested What the papers are saying, until I see a statement For the club saying Alfredo Morelos is sold And he's gone here, then I will expect him to start Every single week Unless of course he's injured or, or suspended Agreed <laughs> Thank you
2: I think, I, think I think I've lost Scott right, oh, Is think, that what it is?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah he was I thought he was just staring at us with that So I, I thought so as well. Yeah, the thousand yard stare. Yeah. That was like the the Ryan Jack stare. And I thought <laughs> should I still be should I still be talking here? Maybe I should still keep speaking. He's like, Keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah, but keep, I mean, keep it going. Keep it's it an going. intense stare,
2: that in it. Yeah. Can I just say whilst we're, whilst we're waiting for Scotty to come back? Uh because just like recording. This is a recording, mate. All oh, right, thank right, cool. I just say that um, for for the people who are, who are obviously going to watch, and he may cut it out. I don't know. Um, I thought uh, it was uh, Clive Tilsley. Um, his commentary was excellent. I thought the whole RTV coverage was excellent. You know, uh, Emma Dodds. Emma Dodds is a really good host. Uh, I thought Neil McCann. It, it was his his uh, punditry is just on another level. They um, I, I, uh, done really well as well. Um, but now, Clive tells you what what a joy to hear that man's voice uh, commentating on our matches, and he sounded genuinely enthused as well. Mm-hmm. He knew his mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Kevin Kevin Thompson's really a little bit monotone, but he's got some great some, some great insight, especially into the into the training of the club and the players on a, All right. on a day to day basis. And Clive tells us asking about that, and so you see these guys every day. What do you think his attributes are? And he's come mm-hmm. out with some really good stuff. He's back. I'm oh. back. I'm back, yeah, so mate. Make... Wait, Do
0: you mean the left there? Scott, see when you left, you were like this, and, I'm like, and, I, and I stopped speaking, and you were like, ah. and I'm like "Shit, should I still be snobby saying their stuff?" Like, well, you know what I mean? I'm like, "Right," and then I started speaking oh, again because I thought you, you were right on to say something else. No, I said that the start. And then Paul's like, oh,
1: bad, uh, "I think he's away." I'm like, <laughs> letting the door. It's fun to me.
0: That's a nightmare. But... It's, a,
1: it's,
2: it's all right. Don't worry. Bad, bad, finish a little bit, and we just were talking about uh, Clyde, Clive Clive Tilsley and his uh, his commentary and what what. what how, how amazing it was and also the in fact the whole RTD
1: production and presentation was outstanding it was like somebody hit the upgrade button for Sky Sports on it aye it just brought in a staunch upgrade you know what I mean it was quality um, we, we were kind of talking about the second goal five minutes and at, at Manelos had added his, his third goal in 2020 that move that to me goal of the game obviously with the football involved Paul you said a wee bit about it earlier Aribo and Morelos with a one-two in the middle of the park. Aribo with a sublime ball through to Borna Barisic. And I thought Barasic taken an extra touch mm. than what he really needed. And I thought, oh no, the chance is gone. And then he still manages somehow to get it across. And our Fred Morelos would never score an easier goal for Rangers, I don't think. You know, tapped in the celebration. He didn't he did the whole the one Baz was talking about this. he did done the baby one for the first goal. And then it was the <laughs> then it was the kind of looking at the camera a wee bit as if MD they fucking doubts me. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> at your peril. And I love that. I love the arrogance of the wee man. That's what he's all about. You know, he was sublime on Saturday, Sunday. He really was. Um, after his goal, we made a kind of a, a few substitutions, and we got to see the the, the new guy, uh, Cedric Atten. Very, very hard. And I mean, what did he have? What, Fifteen minutes. minutes. Uh, very, very hard to. Especially when the game's kind of petering out, there's changes getting made, it's losing its flow a wee bit. It's very hard to to judge them in fifteen minutes and to or at least get a look at them in fifteen minutes. So we'll need to, we'll need to reserve judgment on them. But Paul, did you see anything for him that, that you would say, oh, he'll bring that to the team? Bad, sent to yourself. I think he's 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 got a lot of height uh,
2: and he's quite pacey by all accounts. So I think he'll he'll bring a different. A different, attack, a different attacking option. That's basically it. It's, it's very difficult to, to see after only 15 minutes. He,
1: he barely got a sniff of the ball, but he, he looks good in the blue shirts. So there we go. Yeah. Baz, I know it's only 15 minutes, mate, so there's not really anything
0: we can, we can take for it. No, I'm not really much you can take for it. I mean, some players take a season to bed, and I mean, look at Bernard Barisic, for God's sake. Uh, yeah. So I don't think we're going to see much in 15 minutes. However, but I will say is just, let's get a wee conspiracy theory going here, you know, and... Taking Alfredo Morelos off after he scored two goals is a risky manoeuvre. And I <laughs> and is he trying to piss him off? <laughs> is he, is he trying ballsy. to You're as ballsy, he try to piss him off so he can get his agent on back the phone, get me the fuck out of here. Is is that the plan? And I know it, get him he scored his two goals, he's worth the eighteen million, pull him off, piss him off, get him out the door. I don't know. There's a conspiracy theory for you. <laughs> Do you know something? Actually, see
2: when you watch the uh, when I watch the match and you have to score his goal, I actually thought to myself, I wonder if he's going to stay on and try and get haptic or will he be taken off? And as he's running back towards the centre circle, he looks across the bench, does that, smiles, and then just runs straight off the pitch. So he's, uh, obviously he knew he was going to be substituted.
1: So he's like, I fight, mm-hmm. no problems with me. I've done my job. See, maybe jail seventy-five minutes. You're coming off, and a new boys going on. You know, and he's kind of went well. As you say, Paul, I've got my two goals.
0: See you later. Yeah. I, what was it, the 74th minute Alfredo Morelos scored? So he's like, oh, shit, I'm coming off, I'm coming off here, right, <laughs> guys, this is it. <laughs> but you know what, maybe bringing these boys in is exactly the motivation Alfredo Morelos needs.
1: Yeah, uh, agree, obviously,
0: man. Jermaine Defoe's injured, so, you know, Alfredo Morelos knows he's a man. When, uh, when Jermaine's injured, Alfredo Morelos says, you know, firing the old Saunders, right, let's let's go out and spend nine million just to, just to motivate Alfredo Morelos. You know, it's, it's <laughs> quite expensive, you know, the motivation that <laughs> that guy needs. But if that's what it takes, then that's what it some people, you know, some people want a wee cuddle, that's all they need. Do you know what I mean? Alfredo Morelos need to go and spend nine million in order to bring in another two strikers for him to say, is that right? Night, we'll see. But it's worth it. So
1: <laughs> what I noticed and, and one of the things that we all love about him, right? Obviously, but I'm standing in the queue for that to get into the shop yesterday, Ibrox, and you all the players' pictures are obviously all on the side. And I sent it into the, the group chat. He's just they're all kind of professional standing, you know. Jerry's got the art for him, you, know, he looks dead fucking serious and professional, whatever. And it goes, <laughs> and it's just this wee petted lip and this huffy face. And you know, you're like, <laughs> he looks like somebody's in his kettle, Jeremy. You know I mean? Like, come on, <laughs> it, for fuck's sake, son. Give me a mean, smile. Uh, but I suppose that's the side of an artist. Apparently, uh, apparently, actually, they all
2: love him because he's a prankster. He's always laughing, right? joking, smiling. So I think it's a bit of a public persona he's got. You know, he suddenly <laughs> realizes he, he wants to take the title of Moody Blue away from both <laughs> both David Cooper and Negri. Now, fuck you guys! Yeah, I will I'll
0: show you fucking Moody. <laughs> but have you, you, ever right seen, to- you ever seen the clip of Kanye West? have you ever seen clips of <laughs> Kanye West and he's like <laughs> smiling and laughing and then he realises the camera's there and it's like you got, you got. back to raging and, <laughs> and see when you see it, Alfredo Morelos like in the training ground when he doesn't he realise the camera's are on him he's full of carry-on and all that you know what I mean he's right. fucking about and laughing and joking like that clip when uh, they go running onto to the, the, the training ground <laughs> right. and uh, big, the fridge Edmonton notices the camera and he goes and starts running on and then the next one it would be Alfredo's just smiling like right, I am running. Do you know what I mean? So that, that kind of shows his true personality. But I just think that he's he's probably his own biggest critic in terms of yeah. see if he's no scoring goals, he's pissed off. Do you know what I mean? And that showed, that shows that he's hungry and it shows he's got a desire to win. Not just for you know for his own personal. A goal record, but also for you know for the club and the team. So it is important to him, and you can see it's important. When he's not scoring goals, he's, he's he's hungry, and he started coming deep as well to get the ball and get more involved. So you know, we only make on paper. You're saying, "Oh, he's not scoring many goals." You you know, you definitely know it means a lot to him. You know, when when he's not scoring, he gets pissed off, and then when he does score, you know, we see that fantastic big big smile and wonderful celebration.
1: He was also mobbed by his teammates when he scored. And uh, Sunday when he his two goals, I think that says a lot, you know, that shows that he is hugely popular in the dressing room, he's not a disruptive influence that people would have, you believe, and the media who's probably never met the guy, who probably doesn't talk to, never spoke to the guy you know, you go with the people who are with him every day Steven Gerrard's with him every day, the, the players are with him every day they seem to love him, you know Gerrard even talked about a pet talk with him after the Leverkusen game, it seems to have worked, that's a manager, man management he knows how to manage when he lost, you know what I mean he knows how to get the best out of him and that's, that's all we can ask for as supporters. He's not going to be great every week. But I tell you, as you said, but his four goals so far this season, Rangers have scored. Morelos has been involved in every single one and His link-up play is a lot better at the start of this year than I think it's ever been. It's maybe Taney's he's, he's, he's kind of been in the box, predatory, you know, this is where I'm staying. But Morelos has always ran wide. He's always run the channels. He's always trying to bully the full back four that he's up against. If we can well, get his heat straight and firing, mate, we're on a winner even with the other two boys coming in.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, Alfredo Morelos played midfield when he was younger, so there you, go. you know before he before he became a striker, he played in the midfield. So he's well aware, of, you know, but it takes the you know come deep and look at the link up play and you know look and see what other players on the park. So he, he knows what he's doing, and obviously maybe it's a tactical thing in order to get more players involved like Haji, Kent, you know, other, other goal-scoring threats. Whereas last year, it was it was him and that was it. And teams knew that and, and teams can figure it out. Whereas if you've got other people scoring goals, you can't just put all your all your efforts into defending Alfredo Morelos. You know, double up or whatever, because then you're going to leave somebody else open that's also got the same capabilities to score goals. And I think that's good that we're showing that. that You know, we're showing that it's not just for strikers that's scoring goals. We're, we're going to get goals, for or the park. And, you know, that offensive threat isn't just coming from the one place.
1: Just getting into the last 10 minutes, we've seen, according to some bloggers, and eh, the next big, huge hope at Rangers Brandon Barker coming on and big, big Shirley Bassey coming on for Kent eh, and Barisic. And I tell you what, big Calvin was unlucky you not know, to get his first Rangers goal, man. I was,
2: yeah. I mean, i thought, <laughs> he just uh, he's, a, he's a big boy, and he's a fucking he's big a beer.
1: <laughs> When you want to meet him,
2: you, <laughs> you piss him off. Fucking hell, man. Take your head off your shoulders. Boom. No, he's a big lad. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think one of these thighs is probably bigger than my waist. Um, yeah, but no, I, I think, uh, I, I don't know about Bark. I mean, I, I, I said he's had a good pre-season, but he sort of stuttered again on, uh, on Sunday there. People are saying, no, time's running out for the boy, and that might be the case. It's, it's a
0: bit weird, so I don't know. Seemed, Huno, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, C, yeah, see Barker. I mean, like you say, you, you know, had the same thing with Bonner I You kind of keep on using Bonner as an example because it doesn't always happen like that way, it, you know. But he's, he's got a style of play and he likes running at folk. and I don't think the setup with St. Mum, it was going to suit him, it was ever going to suit him. Certainly, the way St. Murray set up defensively. Personally, I've, I've got mixed feelings. I mean, I want to give the guy a chance, but. You know, like you say, there's only so many chances somebody can get, and I'm kind of hoping it comes good. now when in and uh, Barker come on, they come on for Baris Hitch and Kent, I believe, and, and and that totally changed the that left flank. I uh, don't think it was quite effective, but you know, I'm I'm offering people chances and and seeing how how things work out. So I've got my fi- I've got my fingers crossed for Barker. And I'm rooting for the guy. I really hope it works out for him. But like you say, there's also many many so many chances people can get really. Yeah, quite agree with you. He's also,
1: he's a Mark Allen signing, remember? I'm not saying Gerard wasn't involved in it, but Mark Allen was heavily involved at that time. Mark Allen was involved at City where Brandon Barker was. And I don't know, I think you can see the difference in Ross Wilson being in the position he's in instead of Mark Allen. Again, don't know the guy. Um, brought us some decent players. Obviously, I was involved in bringing some decent players like here. You know, I'm sure he'd have been involved in it somewhere along the line with Morelos and renegotiating with him, et cetera. So it's, I, I don't know about Barker. I, I don't know if he's going to make it. I don't know if he's going to I think he's going to drift away throughout the season and we'll see him on loan somewhere come maybe the end of this window. I don't know. Um, but certainly over it over had He's obviously impressed Gerard enough in training, even where we don't see him to be involved did you, did you see Gerard's comments after the game? Uh, yeah, but I can't remind him. You <laughs> can't mind him. He was talking about Obviously, Major TV was talking about how I think Nick Thompson asked him about the strength and depth in his squad, and he must be happy with it given he's added the two strikers, etc. And basically, Gerard said that we are Rangers, and that shouldn't be that we're happy with that. It should be that that's the norm. And I think that speaks volumes. And Gerard knew he's coming for where we're coming for. Sometimes buying squad players. Isn't he? It, it's no better. It's no beneficial for us because it's Baz he to, been will get comfortable up there if he's not got a challenge. Do you know what I mean? Then yeah. it's lethargic. Then it's then it can become complacent. Tavernier, we've accused Tavernier how many times? He's not been challenged for the right back spot. We we need to continue to add starting starting eleven players. Never mind squad players. We've got enough squad players. You know what I mean? And I thought Jara yeah. was bang on with his comments. To be honest,
2: yeah, I do do remember that now. I like to was fact
0: because we are Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. 100%. It's 100% correct. Like, like, we have we mentioned this about last season, you know, and we, we do need quality players that's coming. Every single player should be battling for that for that starting position. You know, the starting 11 shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be able to name it every single week. But if a player comes out, a player coming in should be good enough to go into that right. starting 11, you know, and, and we seem to have that in, in many positions. But see, just to touch on something that, you know, we were talking about a uh, Barker and saying, "Is he going? Is he going to be here?" But what I'm, what I was thinking about was, where's Murphy? You know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I rate Jimmy, I hate Jimmy Murphy higher than I would rate Barker and Jones. And Barker and Jones were both on the bench, and Murphy was not So I'm not concerned right, about what's, what's going on with him because I think he's a, a fantastic player. You know, he came here, he looked good. Obviously, had that terrible injury at uh, Rugby Park, and he was out for a season and he came back and then he got put out on loan and he'd done a tremendous job But he was out the loan, he was getting assists, he was scoring goals. So I'm kind of hoping Jamie Murphy gets his chance, the same way Jordan Jones and Barker are getting their
1: chance. Yep, 100% mate, I agree with you there. I would rate Murphy higher than the two of them as well and I don't know what's happening with Jamie Murphy either. Who knows? Maybe we don't see them in training, I suppose, mm. so we can't, really, we can't really comment. But moving on to... The, the St Johnstone game, which we're hoping is tonight. I got it right tonight. Mm-hmm. We're hoping it takes place tonight. However, I Munellos tonight. We're hoping it takes place tonight. <laughs> However, the Scottish Government, Celtic, and Aberdeen might have fucked us all with that. So we don't know. Um they've changed their manager in the summer. But an unknown quantity, Callum Davidson was his was Tommy Wright's assistant before moving on and now he's back at the club as manager. Unknown quantity in the in the sense of, we've no faced a team that Callum Davidson's managed before. However, if he's learned it, if he Wright, me right, we can expect his team to be well drilled, you know, compact. As Paul was saying earlier, certainly um, organized and tough to break down. As I think every team will be when they come to Eyebrooks this year. It's all about us getting that that low block, being able to beat that low block. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'll go with the four-five-one or the four-one-four-one, and and just go the one lone striker up top. The, the positive for us, Paul, as we mentioned before it, Michael Halland for whatever we think of him, is quick, and he's obviously suspended after getting sent off in the opening day against Undy United. So, what's your thoughts? I know we can't really comment much in St Johnston because we don't see much of him. Their game is obviously suspended due to eight absolute plebs at Aberdeen, so <laughs> what's your thoughts on St Johnston?
2: Um, I I think, as you say, it's a bit a slightly unknown quantity with, uh, with Carl Davidson being the boss then. But I don't, I envisage there'll be much different, as you say, from uh, where they've been beforehand. I mean, Tommy Wright was a very astute manager and he set his teams up very, very well. And if uh, Cameron Davidson's been sitting watching that, he'll do probably exactly the same. They have got some very good experienced players. Um, yeah. They've got uh, Xander Clarke, uh, McCourt, David Wertherspoon, Murray Davidson, and, of course, big Stevie May up front. Um, so they've got, they've got a real depth of experience there. Um, not... And they know how to play against us. All those players know how to play against us, whether uh, collectively for St Johnson or uh, individually with other clubs that they've come from. So they know what they're doing. Um, And I reckon you're right. I reckon they'll go go, uh, 5-4-1, to be honest. And they'll they'll leave Stevie Stevie May up front. Yeah, they're going to come and they're going to
1: look for a point. Baz, they've lost their there's a club legend up there but I think it's Steven Anderson he he left the club in the summer I think he joined Forfa so they've lost eight players in total for last season I think he's the most high profile in terms of a starting 11 player that they would have against us he was key to them in their backline and how they set up against us he's no missing they've brought in four players Sean Rooney Danny McNamara Isaac Olapi I think that's right Craig Conway again as Paul was saying it's an unknown quantity mate
0: do you know I I, I, I don't think of the team they, they were previously. They've lost some some decent players, and you know Tommy Wright getting out the door. Who was you know the father figure? You know he was there for about six seven years. Uh, he was a leader, and you know he he managed to get the best out an individual. Uh, Callum uh, Callum Davidson obviously. What under him, as Paul said, you know, it's probably going to be the exact same, because that's all really Callum Davidson knows, so mm-hmm. he basically going to do, he's going to start all this experimental stuff and see if it works and see if it doesn't work, well, I don't know, he'll probably do the you know the, the exact same thing, uh, like you touched on, Michael O'Halloran is uh, suspended for the fixture, I don't think they're the team they were last season I don't, I, you know, they'll probably sit in uh, teams tend to do that against Rangers especially when they come to Ibrox but I think it's up to us to break them down, and I think we've started figuring that out. So, you know, I'm of the opinion if they want to sit in, they can sit in. You know, we'll just offensive attack after offensive attack, and we'll, we'll we'll break them down. Uh, so Johnson, I've got a, you know, they've got it tough uh, coming up. They've got us, Kelly, Aberdeen, and Hibbs. So I I, I don't see them getting a point in the next four games. I think mm-hmm. they're going to struggle, and I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy that you know we'll we'll probably go there uh, tonight and and about them. So I think it'll be at least three goals again.
1: I hope so. As we, as I said earlier, they, they opened the season by one-one draw at Tannadice. Michael Haran was sent off in that. Just, I, th- I think it was just after half time. Uh, they were dominated with Dundee United. They only thirty nine percent of the possession. You know, Dundee United were were going at obviously as you would expect having the extra man, but they were they were going at them um, and probably should have should have beat them. Credit to again the kind of never say die spirit that Tommy Wright really installed in that in that squad that. They hung on, they got the point at a tricky away ground and It wasn't a bad start to the season given the circumstances. I'm sure they would have liked to have built on that in their first home game against Aberdeen, as I said, couldn't they have because of absolute dafties. Um, and now they've got the daunting trip. coming come into where Rangers who are in good form, who don't concede many goals or who haven't conceded many goals at the start of this, this season and obviously pre-season. We have to I think have it was one against
0: Hamilton, wasn't it? We conceded one, one goal against Hamilton. One and I then right through, right through all our, all our pre-season uh, friendlies in France, Motherwell, Covent, you know, it's, it's been clean sheets and we started right. of the season with clean sheets as well. And, you know, it's a good start. And uh, just to touch on as well, uh, when you when you look back at the uh, centre-backs early years, you know, with a good, two good centre-backs, people like Gareth McCauley and that big idea in for, uh, Nottingham Forest, but he's named Joe Warrell.
1: Sure. You know,
0: so now we've got quality centre backs, and no matter what two are in there, you know you've got quality? So I reckon, I reckon this. Uh, I reckon we'll my next four fixtures will all be clean sheets. I reckon we'll win we'll my next four fixtures uh, as well. And I, I, no reason I'm saying four fixtures because I've all got fucking four fixtures written, didn't you? But, uh, <laughs> I, I reckon we'll my next four fixtures will be will be wins and all clean sheets.
1: Paul, we know they will come here and try and win set pieces outside their box try and launch the ball into the box and see if they can put us under a bit of pressure. We, for for, I think what we've done really well in the first two games is we've isolated their striker. We've not allowed their midfield to get up and support him, which has left him against four and really left him against two big monsters and Connor Colton and the pace of Leon Balligan at times on Sunday when it had to be to cover whatever, maybe it was a wee mistake that Balligan made or Colton made and the pace to cover it was frightening. Yeah. Really, we have to do that with Stephen May. You know, he's physical. He'll, he'll, he'll take on the challenge. He's no like a weekend Saturday or Sunday. Sorry, he'll take on that challenge, that physical challenge. We have to isolate him as best we can.
2: He's a he's a very much an old school centre forward, is not he? Tall yes. centre forward. He's, he's all limbs and legs, and he's, he'll put his, He will to be, to be fair to him. He will he will put his his head and his body in places where other lesser strikers wouldn't do it because he's not afraid to get himself hurt um, to, and to try and win a free kick. So yeah, I think I think he, he's going to be a, a completely different animal for our, for our centre backs. Um, I, I think there's a lot as long as we, as long as we can nullify any service he's going to get, we, we there shouldn't be too much issues in and around the box. So uh, fingers crossed. Let, let's hope that is the case. But obviously, we have to uh, they, they're they're going to they're just going to sit back and try and soak us up, hit the break. That's that's pretty much how they're going to they're going to do it. In that fact, that's how most teams are going to try and play against us.
1: But as I think St Mirren were a better team, I think St Mirren played knocked the ball about well when they had the ball. Do you know what I mean? I thought they did, especially the start of that second half. They put us under a wee bit of pressure. I think they're a better side. So obviously our rivals are going there, are going to St Mirren on uh, Wednesday night as well. Tonight, sorry, as well. So for us, I feel we have to. Get that early goal. Send the message out. As I said in the group chat, there's times this year when they are going to be asked questions. Where they've answered the questions in the past, it's different this year because the pressure of that Holy Grail was on them, if you like. You know what I mean? We've been there as well, try, try to get 10. We lost silly games. We we dropped points here and there, especially at home. We, you know, that, that pressure gets ramped up. We have to send messages now and start asking questions, not just to the team we're playing. Send messages elsewhere.
0: I totally agree uh, and I think the fact that we're going to start breaking teams down when they sit in is one of the messages we need to send because for too long team, teams think that's a blueprint against Rangers you know just sit in sit in and we'll frustrate them whereas last season you know that game could have been like nothing each one or whatever and we're showing now that we can we can play against a, a team that sits in and break them down and where chances will come and And I think that is a message we need to send because you know it's, it, it's quite possibly going to come down to goal difference this season so, you know, scoring 1-0 hmm. no, might not be enough. We need to go out and start demolishing teams. And, that, and you're right, that's a message we need to send. But see, just to touch on the, the Stevie May thing, I, I, did he even start against Dundee United? I don't know if he even started. I uh, don't know, mate. I'm pretty sure St. Johnson, Colin Henry's boy plays there as well. He
2: Colin does Henry, does. yeah. Colin is,
0: yeah. I think he's a, a forward too. So, and I think they've got a boy that's on loan from Millwall. So, they've, got, they've certainly got plenty of uh, Plenty of options up front. But like you say, they're not going to play them or they're going to set up defensively. And the message that we need to send is that you can sit in all you want, but we're going to, you know, we're going to break you down and we'll get with three, four goals, whatever it is.
1: Paul, do you think us not being in the ground at Ibrooks helps with that? Because obviously one nil against St Manning Sunday, they had a wee spell at the start of the second half. They obviously had their inverted commas penalty claim. Um, the Ibrox crowd might have got a wee bit edgy as we always do, we always get edgy you know, even before we scored the first goal we'd have been getting edgy because that's in our makeup for no Mm. winning 3-0 by 20 minutes, you know, sometimes it's and it's where we've been, we're scarred for the past, or certainly the past decade we're scarred with that completely, that we know usually, you said it in Aberdeen we've been in these movies before and they don't end well for us, so do you think what Baz is saying there about Try to get goals that might help us because it's it, you don't need to score all your goals in the first 50 minutes of the game and then just labour to the to the points. You play for the 90 minutes, you know, and it was a comprehensive victory in the victory in the end. Could have been more. Do we help with that? Where's not being there? I don't I don't know. I mean, I think even, even the players have said it's it's
2: uh, it's a kind of double-edged sword. Do you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. I mean if you listen to Kevin Thompson, he was saying oh. You know, these fans are the best in the world, you know, they'll know you on and they, they do, they give you just that extra energy. And even the players they interviewed afterwards said we missed them because the, the energy wasn't there. But Thompson was saying no. If you don't if you don't perform or if things start you, you really you really can feel it on the pitch. I don't know, it's better. So yes and no. I mean, yes, it helped, and no, it didn't. If, it, if they got you didn't spin, even answer
0: that question, Paul, you just spoke for five minutes, didn't even answer the question.
1: Politician. Politician, I'm, I'm, <laughs> And your and your point is. Skelf in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, for me, a Rangers player, you should be taking, you should be buzzing off the crowd. Brian Loudrop, Paul Gascoigne, Alan McCoy, even up to your Ronald De Boer's, Barry Ferguson, whoever you want to say, the best Rangers players in the past have buzzed off that crowd. You know, the they crowd were, get them
0: they, going.
2: The thing you have to remember is they were, in a, they were winners on a winning team.
0: True. True. Yeah, true. Well that's due to the players to change that, you know what I mean?
2: Exactly. Like, and, exactly. And if,
0: you're, if you're doing a, if you're talking about, you know, the Rangers support getting edgy and players feeling nervous about that, but that's due to them to change the moods and the attitude of the, the supporters and the fans yep. in the stadium. If you if you've got an issue with us feeling edgy, then put the ball in the back of the fucking neck and settle everybody down a bit then. Do you know? Yep. So it's 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 their responsibility. To, make, to take to take that Ibrox crowd into an edgy crowd and have one that's it's gone mental and, and buzzing. And, you know, I think I think that they've got the capability to do that. So I think they'll be missing it. You know, I don't think any professional football player in the world will want to play in an empty stadium. So I think they'll be missing yeah. the crowds. And it I, I must hinder them a wee bit because, you know, when, when players start getting tired, you know, you know the, the crowd being that 12th man, you know, getting behind the team, pushing them on, uh, supplying that energy into the stadium. I I think I think we'll be missing
1: it. Do we think that the team, the starting eleven, will change much for for Saturday? Eh, if Sunday, sorry, obviously Stevie G said that he thinks McGregor McGregor will be back in. He does th- I think he was going for a scan, but he doesn't think it was too serious and he thinks Al oh, McGregor will be back in the back in the starting eleven. I don't see it changing much for Sunday at all. That may be the only change, Paul.
2: Yep, totally agree. Uh, if, if there is a change, it'll just be in the goalkeeping position I think he's going to stick with the team he sent out on Sunday. And, I, I, and I'm happy with that.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. I are it's best I don't, I don't even know if we'll get to see even a week cameo for if he, if he came K-Mar Roof because Gerard obviously says he yeah, has a week to 10, I hate when people say a week to 10 days because that gets <laughs> flashbacks of fucking John Eustace and... George Rossiter. And Jordan Rossiter, you know what I mean, for Mark Warburton So, and it says a week to ten days. <laughs> I hoping it's just a week to ten days for no good on it right here. But I think Kemal Ruth, though hasn't he? Hasn't he played a game since? Is it January? Yeah. So it's going to take a hell of a wee bit of time to get him up to speed, you know. So I don't even know if I think Wednesday might come too soon from according to Gerard saying, and uh, it might be more kind of Sunday, which is that stupid Astro Park. So. Again, is it wise to bring him into that? It depends what injury it is, I suppose.
2: Uh, all, all, I suppose it all depends uh, how well we're playing on Wednesday, what the, what the score is. I mean, if we, if we have something that like followed up with uh, half an hour to go, you might, he might, he might see roof on because mm-hmm. he would try to get his match, match fitness up in half an hour. You know, when there's not a greater pressure on, it's absolutely fine.
1: One thing left today, Podder's predictions. Baz will start with you. What do you think for tonight? Ibrooks Rangers against St Johnston.
0: I think it's going to be another three 0 Three 0
1: Any any scorers?
0: Yes, there'll be scorers. <laughs> Stupid
1: question. Name the there'll scorers. Be three
0: scorers. <laughs> oh, sorry. Name the scorers. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon we'll get a goal from Alfredo Morelos. Are, at Aribo
1: and Haji. that that do me because then it gets Haji's can I confidence up a wee bit. I know, Paul.
2: Well, I think it's going to be 3 0 as well. Um, and I do believe that Morellis will score. I do believe that Aribo will score. And I also think that Haji will
1: score. <laughs> so, Paul, well, you know, you know the score, mate. <laughs> It's telepathic. That's why you're a Watford Archie Knox. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to go four, and I'm going to go a Morelos hat trick, and I'm going to go with a Connor Goldson header. Oh, that'd be nice. Hmm. That's specifics, by the way. That's what that is. That's specifics. So, I, would uh, rather,
0: Scott, I would rather. I it was your prediction than yours because yours did yeah. sound a lot better. <laughs>
1: Well, that's 25 million if Marilla scores a hat-trick tomorrow. You know, that's his place is getting up. I agree. <laughs> it's, you know, it's 10 million a goal. Correct.
0: Do you know you mentioned about, I was just looking there, about the plastic pitch. You know, Yes. We're, we're playing in three of them in a row. We've got Livingston, Kilmarnock and Hamilton. Oh no, sorry, I'm, I'm telling a lie. Kilmarnock's at home. Talking rubbish. So we're, we're playing Livingston on the plastic pitch and we're playing Kilmarnock at groups
1: and then we're back on a plastic pitch at Hamilton I hate these things by the way there's a bet was a bet for a cup uh, group yesterday they get drawn and every single team in it is a plastic pitch that's fucking embarrassing for one of your national cup competitions that that's the case it should be fucking banned and I know it probably helped us out on Sunday because that's a leveller doing there especially that's a leveller that park. we're going to Livingston on Sunday I believe that's also a leveller because Livingston have yeah. been shite this season however you can bet come Sunday at half four whatever time the kick-off is he bastards will look the Barcelona in that against us you always do, I mean. that's the
0: thing so it's, now, see the thing about the, the, the plastic the plastic pitch I was trying to uh, I was trying to find the, the date on my phone on the fly there you know uh, and make it as if I knew the year and you know, all that. oh I remember I remember 1992 or 93 <laughs> uh, and you stopped speaking so I never get the chance there was a <laughs> there was a, an incident not an incident that uh, a few years ago Aberdeen should have got relegated and they never got relegated because it was deemed Falkirk Stadium never had the capacity for the for the top flight. So Aberdeen never got relegated. They stayed up and Falkirk never got promoted because of this uh, rule that states that your capacity must be a, a, a minimum amount. Now, if you can bring a rule in like that for your stadium, surely there should be a rule regarding the surface of said stadium. So there should be a rule that states, if you want to play in the top flight, then your your stadium, the pitch must be of a minimum standard. And I don't think these plastic pitches reach any minimum standard. Not only, not only are they dangerous, uh, but also it gives these clubs uh, an advantage that other clubs don't have. Hamilton, for example, they train on that pitch. So they, they don't have the cost of training facilities out with the stadium so already they have one less cost than other clubs so that they're at at an advantage now I know Hamilton don't really have the funds the same as Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen and other clubs in the league but if you look at Kilmarnock, Livingston and Hamilton don't have the same costs as other clubs so I'm not really sure that's fair. But I'm I'm of the opinion that if you want to be in the top flight, that this this is going to television to the rest of the world, that be, because it's always the away fixtures that tend to get shown on television, that your your pitch needs to be of a minimum standard, and that is real grass. Is it too much yeah. gas to get a bit of grass rather than a bit of plastic? So that that's my opinion on it.
1: I think though it goes back to the government side of things, right? And it's probably going to have topic topic here. But see if we want to have a national team at the major at any major tournament. Our government have to invest in our game right for grassroots all the way up. Now, these clubs, as you're saying, Baz, and quite rightly so, they can't maintain the grass park, they can't maintain the undersoil heat inside it, they can't maintain the drainage for the for the water, for the rain we get in this country, etc., or snow or whatever. But for for me, that shows that if you can't help put as a government, if you can't help put the top club or the, the top twelve clubs, in our top league, your Premier League, which is our showpiece for our country, our football, you'll never... give Your tin pot as a nation, do you know what I mean? You really are your tin pot. We should be turning around and saying, right, your Hamiltons, etc. We don't want you to have plastic pitches. However, we're going to help you. And Ooh. that's the problem with Scotland. It eats itself from within. Do you know what I mean? You look at what happened to the Rangers in 2012... Rangers coming to Hamilton and going to wherever else, whoever was in the league at that time, could have helped financially. After that, you've seen Hibs getting relegated, you seen Hearts getting relegated to the biggest clubs in this country out with the old firm. Now, you're not telling me Rangers going there, going through to Edinburgh four times a season, two each. Wouldn't it help these clubs financially at that time? That's the problem. It's it's eaten itself within the hatred for particular clubs is ridiculous and I, I would say if, if MD the government should be stepping man and say no we want to improve the product that we have here you know we've, we've got a fucking chief executive that can't even get a sponsor for the league yet he's still in uh, a fucking job agreed. that's I mean, your national a perfect, competition
0: a perfect example was 2008 when Rangers go to the AFA Cup final against Zenit St Petersburg their government body cleared their schedule Yeah, you know they, they get they get the time off right by the way you represent the country best of luck Will help you What happened to you? We had something like fucking four games to play in eight days. You know what I mean? And yeah. the SPL refused point blank to, to reschedule games for sporting integrity. Because they had a tour of China. Aye. Aye, that's right, still <laughs> what it happened. But uh, but it just goes to show like, like it backs up exactly what you're talking about. Like you know, they're, they're too busy getting one hour in each other rather than try to promote the product to the world.
1: Yeah, Paul. I know that's slightly off topic but you, you might add into that. <laughs> um, I
2: I really don't want to say too much because I may just go off. And when I'm, I, my my <laughs> thoughts and feelings are very, very, very deeply and ingrained and rooted, and uh, people know that they are. I think this, uh, this 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 country is just an absolute fucking shithole at times, and it's ran by shitholes
1: for the benefit yep. of shitholes. Yep, spot on, mate. spot on. Uh, the only Holes? one thing left today before we finish up, we will promote. Our- Bears Corner coming in Friday. Now, Baz, you're going to be back into the bushes for a few weeks, mate, so you won't be joining us on this, but Paul, you'll be there. I'll be there. Maybe Callum. Darren, I think, is making his appearance back again after the very first Bears Corner, remember? He was on the very first one. So he's back, so we'll find out what he stokes. It's a different opinion. Um, Wally might be joining as well, I'm <laughs> not sure. So, join us Friday night. Kind of, times will be announced on social media, I'd imagine, very, very soon, once I get everybody's what suits everybody rather well, <laughs> than me just saying half 7 <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> make that, I'm make that. <laughs> and i'm stunning here myself for half an hour waiting everybody um so join us friday for that and thanks very much for 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 joining us today any of you guys want to want to add anything yet thanks thanks very much
0: for having us on as always scott it's always good to be here Uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks when I'm away I'm sure when next time I'm back on I'll be saying about the games that we all But you know it was four clean sheets four wins and I'm pretty sure the next time I'm back on I'll be saying I told you
1: I hope so because the fucking pressure's on now but exactly
2: (laughs) if that happens you're not coming back I'm sure you're you're staying out
1: there for the rest of the season (laughs) (laughs) thanks very much hashtag keep the bat fever on Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.